What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sports Card Madness, the podcast that covers the entire collectible space, including sports cards, business, technology, and more. Now brought to you in partnership with Fanatics Live. So this is part two of a special two-part episode we did with an ex-grader from Beckett. We anonymized his voice and we really got him to open up. He shared some wild stories and what it's like behind the scenes. He pulled back the curtain and told us some things that really blew our minds about grading. And I think if you are going to grade something ever again, or if you ever have, you have got to listen to the second half of this episode. Now there's a sale by Bird. Underneath the DJ Kick is on the way and it is What sort of training did they give you once you started and how often did you get the training? Because I mean, cards are changing, especially the new cards coming in and what they look and feel like. Yeah. Um, as far as training, they have you sit down with one of the, the, the senior graders for like um, probably a couple of days. Um, and they just, they just pretty much tell you, they're like, yeah, if in order to get a nine, five, you need three, nine, fives. And, in a nine. Um, and then, you know, you just got to pay attention to, you know, the, the, the grading slip that says, you know, grade, like what, like what subgrades, um, things like that. Or, um, you know, if it's like a minimal like review, um, type of thing. Um, so that was pretty much it. It was just like a couple of days and then they kind of just throw like similar to that training process. They just throw cards on your desk and then, you know, you might have a senior grader come over and say, you know, hey, you know, I liked what you did on this card. I didn't like what you did on this card. And then they review your order and then they pretty much. So if you give something like a, like I was saying before, if you give something like eight, five centering um, and they drastically change it from to like nine, five, which could make a huge difference, um, then, you know, they'll tell you about it. Um, and then, yeah, when they review your when they keep reviewing your stuff, you can kind of each time you can kind of review it and then kind of, you know, keep seeing like how you can improve on grading and stuff like that. And then that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. As far as, as far as the training, they tell you like what to look for in the auto. Like if the auto runs off the card, like you're automatically at a nine. Um, and then how to, how to differentiate like an eight auto versus a nine auto or even like a 10 auto stuff like that. And then, my biggest challenge that I thought was the toughest was when you would get some of these card like trimmers. Um, if they tried to like trim the edges, um, it would be really hard to tell if like it, if the card's been trimmed um, where you almost had to like, you, cause you couldn't measure it. Like, cause it was really tough to measure stuff. Mm -hmm. Even, even if it was trimmed, like, cause it's, it's within like centimeters that, you know, something like that has, if you can tell. So that was, that was my biggest thing because some of the stuff that people did try to put through where um, some people may or may not have caught it if it's, if they tried to trim it. Um, there was even one instance too, where um, a guy tried to like color a corner of like a Sidney Crosby um, upper deck young guns uh, rookie. Um, so that was like a popular card that people submitted and he would color like the corner just to try to get like, just to try to get the card from like an eight to like a nine or like a nine five or something like that. So, but something like that was very hard to see. So you got like a loop or you got like, um, 
um, like a certain, like, like even like ruler to me measure stuff. So that was pretty much the whole, the whole training process. Oh, cool. I, I definitely want to get into tools, uh, in a minute. Um, but one follow-up to what you just said. So especially when you're going through your training, right, you're starting out, you're working with the senior graders and you're giving it a 7.5 and they're saying, well, you know, no, Rob, this was actually an, an 8.5. Um, did you, what, I guess, what sort of, uh, official feedback or reporting did you get from Beckett? Like, did you get any sort of on a monthly basis? Hey, Rob, um, uh, this, this month, you know, you were coming in at a seven, but you know, all of your cards were an eight. I'm just mm -hmm. curious, like if you got that type of data or that type of information on ways to improve is kind of the yeah. first part of the question. And then secondly would be, if you did get that information, did you almost feel pressure to give higher scores or on the vice versa, lower scores? Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, uh, so I remember this a couple of times, uh, they told me I wasn't giving enough 10 subgrades. Um, so to answer your question, like you did kind of have it in your head, like, okay, I got to make sure I, I start giving more 10 subgrades. Cause I don't want them to, you know, keep complaining about that. Um, and another point I wanted to make real quick was, so I would say my first three to six months were better as far as like working there and, and, you know, me adding the grades of like where I felt like I was adding, you know, some pretty good value. And then the last six months, there was just like too many like disagreements on my grades or like, um, you, you heard this, like there was too many cards that people were trying to grade to higher than what they should have been and things like that. So that's why, I, that's why I kind of felt like I was like, all right, yeah, I definitely don't want to continue doing this just because like, it's, it's not something really for me type of thing after. So that was pretty much where I was kind of like burned out after the first six, seven months. And then they were just, they kept there, there kept being a lot of disagreements with my, with my grades. Whereas like, I felt like there was, there was too much of a leniency or, the, or, or for them trying to grade too many higher cards versus what they should have just been if, and, and things like that. So that was kind of how I graded. Very cool. So Rob, what, are there any stories or anything interesting that's happened to you or any other graders around mm -hmm. influencing the grades? Like, I don't know. I'm just coming up with ideas. Yeah. Like, did anybody ever include cash and say, Hey, this is yours. <laughs> if the yeah. card grades well, or, um, you know, courted by, did, did they offer a vacation to Hawaii for like yeah. a black label? Like has anything yeah. crazy like that happened there or to you? Um, so not to me, not to me personally, um, that I had heard of, you know, where a person would throw you extra incentive. And if you gave them certain grades, things like that. Um, I always felt like there was some shadiness going on where, you know, let's say you have something really specific where like a guy sends in like a, an orange refractor or something like that numbered out of 25. And you happen to know it's like, that person's order or that person's card and then you know hey they can you can just throw them a quick nine five with like a 10 auto and then that person that you know gets that card 
they kind of just throw that, they know who that grader is and they kind of just throw that person, let's say a couple extra hundred bucks or 500 bucks. So something like that could have went down, but I didn't personally, you know, know if that was going on. The one, only the one instance that happened with me was, um, my, um, my dad did submit with that guy still from Texas that got me the job. So, um, we, we knew like when that guy was submitting orders. So it, it was pretty funny. Some of my, some of his cards actually showed up on my desk, the guy that I was friends with. So like I, if I want so like one time I recognized a few of my dad's cards and I tried to like give him, you know, fa like some favorable card, some favorable grades to like the best of my ability, things like that. But I didn't slap on like all kinds of like black labels or tens or anything like that. So, but, uh, that was the only instance where I kind of like did something like that, but for, to answer your question too, it could have been, go that's what I always had in my mind that it could have been going on with like some of them graders, because these, these guys would be sent off to like card shows and you don't know what's going on or what some of these dealers are telling them. If they're the only person there that's representing Beck and say, Hey, by the way, you know, you, you give me a nine, five, I'll throw you an extra three, 400. It's like that, that adds up. Like, so, oh, yeah. so I think a lot of that could have been, could have been going on. Whereas like some, especially for some of these senior graders who some of these senior graders too, they were sent off like each month to all these different shows. So it, a lot of that could have been, could have been certainly happening. Yeah. They were meeting a lot of people at these shows. I mean, that's the yep. whole point of them, right? You're, yep. you're a bit of a, um, you know, a, a marketing person while you're at the show, while you're also doing your job of grading cards. So mm -hmm. oh, quick steak dinner for uh, a nine five or, you know, whatever, something, yeah. a couple hundred sure. bucks for the the slots. If you're in Vegas. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. Back to the point you made around, you know, the example of some of your father's cards ending up on your desk. Yep. I mean, shoot, that's like human nature, right? Your father's cards are ending up on your desk and it's, yeah. you're <laughs> that, that, that is a, that was a tough spot for you to be in. Um, mm. But I, I think in my mind, if that were to happen, I would say to myself, well, at least the senior, the senior grader is going to check my cards. Right. Yeah. So yep. if I try, if, if I give it a nine, maybe it passes the senior graders or maybe the senior grader brings it down yeah. to a, to an eight. Uh, that's yep. yeah. That's, that puts you in a tough spot, but at the same token, I don't, that would be tough to avoid. That would be mm. tough to avoid. I, I would say with any grading company shoot, I mean, with all the people you meet, I mean, chances are once in a while, you're going to get a card of maybe somebody that, you know, um, so this kind of falls into that same story of the leaf story example you gave. Um, mm -hmm. Not exactly the same, but have you seen or heard, maybe it could even be rumors, I guess, of graders switching cards where maybe they have a um, seven and a 10 comes in and they flip them and they take. Yeah, that well, that I don't think that would be possible just because okay. there's so many, there's so many cameras like in the, in the building. Mm. Um, I have heard that um, some people have dropped stuff. Um, so we did witness that where a couple of times something was dropped and then they either had to pay the customer um, for the card or, or different things like that. But those were pretty rare instances okay 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's good. There's a lot of cameras yeah. in there. A lot of security. Yeah. I, it's even yeah they have a grading. They have a grading room, and there's all kinds of cameras in the in the grading room. Mm. I mean, if somebody's really good at poker, the ace up your sleeve, right? You got. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. Because the Jordan if rookie. If something goes um, because if something goes missing, like because they have it all tracked after it got submitted with um, uh, the verifiers. So after the verifier would verify the order, then it would be dropped off like in the in the bins to the graders so that was kind of the kind of the process so you wouldn't just be able to like swap something out unless you had that like like unless you were like really fast at doing it or something or if you were going to take the chance to get caught on camera Mm -hmm. um let's actually just get to just the grading in general and rob i know you've touched on some of this already Mm -hmm. but that orange refractor gets put on your desk, comes out of a bin. Yep. What are you doing? Where can you just walk yeah. us through like the steps you're taking? Yeah. 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 So uh the first thing I'm doing when I uh when I get the when I get the card out of the bin, um, you take it out of the like the grading like sleeve where you would submit cards, like how everyone does. Um, and you're just kind of looking in your in your head like what what sticks out that might be wrong with this card like let's look at the centering let's look at like the autograph is good um kind of feel the edges look at the corners um, check out the surface um so once you kind of examine the front of the card then you kind of want to turn it over to the back um and the back is not as important as the front um even with like like centering nowadays or like um with and especially um that i think that's especially uh, centering for sure. And when you're kind of, you know, looking at this, you're kind of, you know, saying to yourself, okay, like, you know, that corner might have like slightly something on it. So um, you're already kind of down to like a nine on the corners. Um, And you're kind of just evaluating each corner before you determine, you know, that grade. And then just kind of look at the, the centering was always the the thing I would do first. Um, And then just, you know, look at like, Hey, you know, this, this looks like nine, five centering, or, you know, this, this might even be a 10 centering. Um, and then just kind of have that in your mind. And then, you know, let's say using that same orange um, refractor, there might be some slight print lines or scratches on, on the surface. So, you know, assuming that's the case, you're probably going to get like an eight, five um, for centering. Just if you see a few print lines, or if you see a few scratches, like uh, on stuff like that. Um and then, you know, kind of look at the auto, make sure the auto is like a, a clean, crisp auto. No, like the rule of thumb was um, if the auto had two plus streaks, then you're kind of at like a nine. Um, or if it has if it has one streak in the auto where the, the ink is kind of faded, then, you know, sometime you could still get away with a 10. But um, I always thought like even two, if if it had if it had definitely more than two streaks, then you're kind of at a nine auto, but if it had two, like you're kind of borderline for a 10. So just, just different nuances of, of like things like that. And then just kind of like have your, you know, little scorecard and say, okay, you know, nine corners, eight, five centering, and then just kind of go down the line. And then you have to do all of this, like within a span of two minutes. And then that's pretty, that was pretty much my process. And then, you know, put the card back in the, in the sleeve and then onto the next one, then over and over and over. So, so when you're doing a card that doesn't have subgrades, 
Yeah. Are you still going through that process in your head of, all right, this corner, I think is the corners are probably a 10 and this is a 9.5. And then you kind of compute in your head, like add that all up, take an average of four and mm. you know, this card's a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the same process. So like they actually do that process with, they still, I don't know how many people still use it. They still do that process with BCCG. Um, so that means that like, if the card isn't in an eight, five or higher condition, it, it can be a BG, a BCCG 10. So you have to grade it within the, the normal standard of BGS eight, five standard. And as long as you think it's higher than an eight, five, you just literally look at the card and just say, okay, B, this is going to get at least a BGS eight, five BCCG 10, and then on to the next, like over and over. And that has no, that has no subgrade. So I did some of those orders occasionally some people did do those i think because they're like 10 bucks a slab or something like mm -hmm. that they're pretty still pretty cheap so mm -hmm. yeah we but we definitely did do the same process when there was no subgrades though too to answer to answer your question okay what sort of tools did you use like a magnifying glass like yeah what did you have for technology there i had the uh, like the loop where like you have to look real close to your eye with it and then i also had um the um the ruler sometimes to try to to try to measure stuff to see if it was if it was trimmed um but that was and then that was pretty much it and then i always thought too like that i was surprised they didn't wear gloves um because i know like a lot of breakers wear gloves where mm. they didn't require gloves on stuff because sometimes like when you're you know you're sitting there working in in that environment going through all these cards you might develop like sweat like slight sweat on your fingers and they might get on people's cards and things like that so i didn't wear gloves or no one else really did but that was pretty much it for tools interesting okay so hmm. rob i i wanted to get back to this on-site submission at shows because to me yeah you know, I thought it was very official and it goes in a room and there's cameras and everything, but it sounds like from what you were describing, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, like spring break or something like it's <laughs> like Raiders yeah. gone wild. So I imagine you've got a ton of security and a ton of cameras at the Beckett offices. Um, but mm. when you're on the road and you're at a big card show, um, what is that like? Like, what's the security like there? I know you said it's it's easy to get, you know, bribed or whatever, you know, a few hundred bucks yeah. because there's not much supervision. But what does that all look like in terms of, um, you know, keeping an eye on things? Yeah. Uh, so I myself never went to a show as a grader. Like I wanted to go, but they, for, for whatever reason, I never went to one when I was, was, was there. But from the process that I've heard, um, one grader usually goes to like, let's say like a Philly show or like a show in California or something like that. And then they send all of them to the national. Um, so um, as far as like what's happening at the shows, um, like I was saying, you could have, let's say um, a person, like, for example, I don't know how, if they still actually do this current process when I was still there, they had what's called raw, raw card review. So it's like uh, parentheses RCR so they would give some of these cards like um, like a nine five like raw card review, and then what that meant is the card would just have to be you know slabbed like later on, and then they would almost have to get like guarantee that you know grade and things like that. Now I don't 
think they do too much more raw card review just because of like, you know, people messing with slabs and, and things like that. And then um, as far as what's happening at these shows, like I was saying, like, you don't know, like, what type of like, um, like what type of like customers are doing coming up to some of these graders, they could say, Hey, you know, I see you work at Beck, you know, uh, or they could pull, pull some of these guys to the side and they could be throwing them a couple hundred bucks to give them, you know, extra grades, things like that. And then if they're the only ones there representing Beckett uh, as the grader and, you know, you, how, how would you know what's, what's happening? Um, it's almost like when, it's almost like when PSA um, sends like an authenticator to like authenticate stuff and, you know, they can, they have to decide like um, to pass or fail it. But at least like with that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to know if your autograph is good or not good and they still have to pay for the, they still have to pay for the, the submission fee regardless or the authentication fee. But with like with grading, it's a lot more subjective where it's almost like you don't, you don't know what's happening at these, some of these shows where it's only one grader going and they're representing Beckett. And then they could say, Hey, you know, um, this guy did give me an extra couple hundred bucks to give me, you know, some higher grades. So something like that could be, could be still happening on the, the inside. Um, was 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 what the, the rumors that I heard? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's probably no way to tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> what happens yep. at the card show stays at the card show. Yeah. But <laughs> yep. well, let's keep things on the up and up. Okay. No bribe. No bribery involved. Yep. Are there any tricks for your submission to get better grades? Um. So I believe so. Um, because I feel like there's, um, a small percentage of people that found a way to beat the system. Um, and to answer that question, I still think there's a ton of people out there that are cleaning cards, um, or, you know, altering some of these cards that are, you know, trying to like, you know, get them to be higher grades, there was even a guy that he had a Facebook group that was called like Dr. Beckett. That was like his, his name. And he was a guy that people would send their cards to. Um, and let's say you could have had like a Mike Trout Bowman Chrome auto and it could have been graded like a seven and he could have gotten like a seven to like a nine, which you're talking like, thousands of dollars difference like huge and the reason why i know this is because i kind of um wrote about it in in like a book that i had published about sports cards so i definitely found out who this dr beckett guy was and mm -hmm. there i don't know if their facebook group still exists like or, or even if it's still that name but that small percentage of people is finding ways to like take advantage of some of the people that are you know, working at Beckett and they, cause you can't, you can't tell the card's been cleaned or if it's been altered, like it mm. looks unless, unless they trimmed it and then, you know, uh, things like that. But there's, there's, uh, things happening, you know, where people are definitely doing that. And I always, I always thought that was kind of like people were finding ways to beat the system for sure. Mm. So the altering, the altering piece, I can see yeah. you know, that that to me feels, you know, it's a bit shady, right? If you're trying to like trim up the corners or paint the corners. Yeah. But on the but on the cleaning side, 
Like mm. I almost equate it to, you know, an old painting that you're going to put up for auction and it's been sitting in an attic for 50 years and yeah. you're going to take it to somebody to to get cleaned and the maybe mm. reframed before it goes goes up for auction. Um so that that is interesting. I, I've definitely heard about the the cleaning services that mm. that are out there as well. Um, one one last quick thing. So that was more on maybe tricks to get a better grade. What about your submission itself to get it through the process faster? Anything that you recommend people do? Keep things organized. Um, I when when uh, I think sometimes when when I was there, when they would do like the 10 day order. Um, I think personally you, you get, you know, better grades when you spend like the higher service levels, because like, for example, when your card is in a huge backlog and, and, you know, a, a grader is just trying to like rush through it or, um, things like that, or don't really care for it or things like that. They're not like a stuff stuff was sitting there for like a year plus. So it's almost like they don't really care what like your card got from like a year from now. They want to care about their current customer that just dropped like a couple thousand dollars on like a 10 day order. Whereas like those, those are the orders that definitely take preference. Interesting. Do they spend more time on those orders? I know you said you spent 2.3 minutes. Um, like if somebody sends in, uh, you know, I know myself personally, I sent in an autographed Jordan rookie, you know, I spent a couple grand to get that turned around in five days. Is that like 3.3 yeah. minutes or is that like 30? <laughs> no, that see, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, um, that's just, that was just me. That was spent two minutes. Some of these guys only spent like 30 seconds to even like 45 seconds on a card. They wouldn't care if like your card's worth like 50 grand or if your card's worth like $50. Wow. Yeah. So like, so there's some people there that that's just their job. Like they don't, they, they've seen so many cards and they're, they're already like burned out from the process that they just say, Oh, here's here. Cause we would hear, Oh, I got a Jordan rookie here or I got this. And then it's just to them, it's just like another, it's just another card because they're wow. doing they're doing probably roughly five days a week at like almost 400 plus cards. They're looking at almost 2000 something cards a week. Um, you times that by a whole year, you're looking at a hundred thousand and that's not even counting card shows and things like that. So in, in office, they're doing close to a hundred thousand cards each grader, just in office, not counting card shows. Wow. Here I was thinking my card went to like a special place like yeah. four or five people sat around the car they talked about Debated. it maybe had some maybe had a sandwich while they thought about it but nope it was just it was right next to like the 2019 jason tatum rookie card uh just bing bing, yeah. bing, bing. that's crazy um yep. so rob one one other question this this kind of goes back to getting better grades i heard like you can you can almost like stack a deck so you'll take uh four or five just sevens eights right and you'll mm -hmm. you'll you'll stack them in front of like a really beautiful potential 10. So you're mm. like, you look at them, it's like crap, 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 crap. All right, that one's good. Let's hook yeah. them up. Does that make a difference at all or nah? Yeah, I think so. Um, just because like, um, so I've also heard uh, this too, like, or what I also even experienced this too as well. Um, if you send in like, let's say the same card, like all back to back to back to back, 
Um, it's giving the grader like a familiarity to how to grade that card easier. Whereas like if they just gave one a 10 and they see another one that doesn't look nearly like as good, you're going to, you're not going to, you're going to get a nine. Like that's so like you, if you do send in like, let's say some stuff that's not that good, but then they do see some stuff that is good mixed in with that, then, you know, you, you tend to get a better grade for sure. But if you're sending in, let's say like, um, trying to think of like a good example, if you're sending in, let's say like a prism, like a prism Luka Doncic or something like that, like a, a rookie, right. They might give like two nine fives of that, or they might give like two nines or something like that. It's going to be pretty rare to get four nine fives all back to back to back to back to back. So, but that would be, so that would be my recommendation when is I wouldn't send in like all of them together and, and try to mix them up in your order. Crazy. Wow. LZ. Um, my goodness. I, I feel like my mind has been blown. I, um, I've uh, learned quite a bit about behind the curtain and the process here. Um, it's been pretty wild. Rob, thank you for sharing your experience at Beckett. And I think that, you know, all, all funny stuff aside, I think that this episode will, um, it will help us understand how to, how to grade cards more effectively, how to prepare our submissions for better grades and, and take a lot of proactive steps to, to help us. So, so thanks again. All right, everyone, we don't usually do this, uh, but LZ and I were just so stunned by this episode that we actually took a couple days and kind of reflected on everything we learned. And LZ, this, this was wild, man. I mean, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I mean, just we've taken the past couple of days, we've listened to the audio back. And I think it was really good that we listened to the audio because I know when, when I was, when, when we were talking to Rob, I feel like my, at some points, at least definitely at some points, my jaw was like on the floor and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what is this guy saying? What did he say? Wait, what did he say? And I was sitting there with my notebook and I was trying to take notes and I'm like, this is, this is bonkers. So yeah. I'm glad we were able to listen to it. And yeah, to your point, we, we had to, we had to talk about this. Um, you know, my my initial gut reaction is uh, maybe in some cases it is like, okay, I'm I'm not surprised, right? Like I kind of needed to hear it from him to be validated a bit with like, yeah, all right. It sounds like some shady things, <laughs> shady things happen. Um, I think when you're talking about big money and big money is getting thrown around, uh, people look for opportunities and Rob certainly certainly shared a few of those with us. I mean, he did caveat a lot of his things by saying they're rumors. He's heard about this. He hasn't seen it firsthand. But some of these stories were so elaborate that you have to think at least some of them were real, Nick. Um, I mean, I have a couple things that, that I want to bring up, but what's, what was your gut reaction before we get into specifics? My gut reaction was similar to what you just said. I had a feeling, I had a vibe. I kind of thought things were done a certain way. And I was um I was kind of like reassured not reassured is the wrong word. I was I was stunned really. Like I was like, my goodness, he graded his father's cards. Like that actually happened. Um 
and like just some wild stuff that happens on the road and um yeah like it it in quotas and, and stuff like that it just it really validated everything i thought so it's a little it was a little i guess like it was concerning to me a little concerning yeah it was concerning you were kind of going into that that interview thinking well you know we're going to think positive we're going to think positive like everything's on the up and up and Again, when big money's getting thrown around, everything is not on the up and up. One of the ones that that stuck out to me was the whole Leaf employee that was working for them. And, you know, I just think it's crazy. If this is true and they hired a Leaf employee to do grading, like that alone, like let's not even talk about the black labels, like that alone is such a conflict of interest yeah to to allow that to happen and then the whole the whole black label i think he said there was like what like 130 black labels that the guy created and in my mind i'm like how how is this possible and then i immediately started thinking about if that guy which i'm sure he did sold a lot of those I feel so bad for every one of those people that has one of these cards because they're not legitimate. Yeah. It's terrible. And there should have been oversight too. Like, okay, this guy's got like, they're doing, it, it sounded like it was like one black label per person per year. He didn't say it, but he kind of said it. And then it's like, this guy rattles off like a hundred or whatever. Um, In a weekend, Nick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, don't you like have some kind of, uh, you know, our government has checks and balances, you know, shouldn't there be like at least one backstop to like prevent that from flooding the market? Mm -hmm. um, apparently not, which is it's just wild. That is, that is nuts. That is just so nuts. I just wonder where those cards are. Uh, and maybe, maybe at some point we need to do like an investigative, like rabbit hole, try to find these cards and like search them up and, and see where they are. I think that would be kind of an Ooh, interesting, uh, I love those. So yeah, maybe I'll go do exercise. that. Yeah, you're good at those. You're good at those. Yeah, um, that that would be good. Uh, you touched on kind of the shows, and I'll let you, because I, I know you have some opinions on the shows. The other big one that stuck out to me was, and I guess I don't know if there's really a way to avoid this, but it was the whole premise of when big submitters, big dealers pushing you know uh they're they're sending a a thousand cards in and there is preferential treatment there is and again i don't know how you kind of hide that from the greater there probably is a creative way to do that but the piece that made me feel a little icky was either a senior grader or his manager are coming like directly to his desk, like pointing out like this is a big dealer or a big grader that immediately would put pressure on anybody. And yeah, like, here's a, here's a box from normal people. And here's a box that wink, wink, you need to pay a little extra attention to. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? It's like your boss or your boss's boss. Like, what are you going to say? Like, of course you're going to bend to that. It's uh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you that are. was one that was bugging me. Nick, it almost makes me think, because I, I know you and I, we like to submit directly to these companies. We don't go through a third party. But <laughs> if uh -oh. these third parties are getting better grades, maybe you and I need to get a little more comfortable with with going through a third party to get our 
our cards graded. You know something, LZ? I, I love testing and learning. I'm. This is a very good A-B test, right? You, yeah. get, you get a couple of cards, you make sure they're identical, and you send them down these different paths. And mm -hmm. um, over time, see what happens. You can actually test this. So uh, I agree. It makes me rethink direct submitting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. How about the uh, the road shows, right? I never thought of like, you know, Beckett's there and they're centralized. And, um, you know, you have an office and you have cameras everywhere. He kept saying it's cameras everywhere. It's You can't really get away with much, right? But, you know, these big regional shows, the Philly show, the, uh, the National, the Burbank card show, they have like on-site grading there. Beckett and PSA often do that. Other companies do as well. And, um, you know, it's probably like three employees, like five. They're all having fun. They're out. It's it's kind of like a, like a fun trip, right? It's a little bit of work and fun. And it sounds like there isn't cameras everywhere uh, at all. Um, and there's a lot more leeway and a lot of things can be done. I mean, again, he didn't outright say it, but... You know, you find a grader, take him out to a nice steak dinner. That's it. Wine and dine. Um, some, you know, some money for the slots if you're in Vegas, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you say, hey, I'm, I'm just, you know, just letting you know. I'm submitting a card tomorrow. If it comes across, uh, just letting you know it's mine. Yeah. And then I can just picture the conversation. Oh, man, you're the best. You know, I love you, man. You know, <laughs> I'm going to give you a great grade. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that has happened. I mean, things like that happen in life, right? But the problem with grading is you're supposed to be impartial you're like a referee and it's just i don't like that the referee can be swayed you know Bugged it's me. like it's like the food and drug administration the fda it would be like finding an auditor of, of the fda and trying to wine and dine them there's a ton of controls around not doing that um but yeah i mean a good steak and a nice glass of scotch goes a long way nick Right. It, you can it, influence. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it was definitely shocking. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't right. Uh, but it sounds like more controls need to be put in place. Now, he worked there a few years ago. Maybe maybe more controls are in place now. Right? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. So and to, to his credit, he had a lot of pride for what he did. It sounded like he really cared and he kind of fought back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do respect him for that. You know, obviously there were some crazy things like grading his father's cards. Um, but you know, he didn't specifically ask for those cards to be placed on his desk. They just ended up there. Correct. And that's not his fault, mm -mm. you know? And so I want to say like, I'm not just crapping on, on the grader. Like it, he really seemed like he had a lot of integrity to be honest. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, I, I don't want it to come best. across. Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't. I don't want it to come across at all that we're crapping on him. I don't. I don't think we are at all. I totally agree. Um, he kind of kept reiterating that uh, he seemed to be a lot stricter than a lot of his peers. Yeah. And to the whole, the whole grading his father's cards, I, I had pointed it out in the episode. Like at that point, he's relying on the senior grader to to make sure that everything's on the up and up. So. You know, that's that's all you can do, right? There's there's double checks. It's it's like it's like building building apps and building software, right? Coders, engineers, they have they have QA, they have people who who have to review their code and their software. Um, so it's it was good to hear that graders, at least at Beckett, um, 
I, I can't speak for the other companies, but at least there, they there's kind of multiple checks involved, which is good. Right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. how about this Pokemon King they had at Beckett, right? Like this one dude, his only job was, um, you know, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, that whole kind of category. Yeah, TCG cards. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was he was like the one guy. Right. And that one, like whatever he said went, like whatever he yeah. did, they trusted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it seemed like that guy even asked for help and asked for like, that is an amazing amount of power. I guess what was eye opening for me was, is like, oh, Beck, it's like a big company, right? It's like big, like Walmart or Target or whatever. Right. But no, it, it almost operates like a startup in a way where you've got these little pockets, not really communicating to the other pockets. And, um, hopefully that's changed and hopefully they've grown up as they get bigger. I, I don't know how it works at PSA, but, um, that was just so interesting to me. You think you're sending to this massive company when in fact, it's this one guy that's taking all those cards and it's like with his no, opinion. with no senior grader, no double oh, checks. So you correct. completely destroyed the control that I just talked about, Nick, Done. with that no. example, it's gone. No, there wasn't one. No controls, no controls. Oh, wild. It's wild. Boy. I'm so yeah. glad that we we talked to somebody, you know, I've been just for the audience. Um, I think, you know, since we started this pod, I have spent a year trying to find somebody willing to talk. And they, every one that I ran across was fearful and and worried and, mm-hmm. and didn't want to like share some of this stuff. So again, kudos to the, to the greater. Um, I'm really happy he was on and shared some of this because I think it's important for all of you to know because all of us grade cards and all of us will continue to grade cards in some way. And, um, you know, this is going to help me definitely personally. So hopefully it helps the audience as well. Yeah, it is. It's going to help me as well. I want to echo that. I also want to echo, uh, kudos to, to Rob, uh, for coming on because yeah, it probably does take some guts to do what he did to your point around you've gotten rejected from a lot of other people. Uh, but Rob was great, and we talked to him before the show. We talked to him after the show. He actually shared even a couple more nuggets with us after the show. So I think there's the opportunity to have a kind of a second episode and have Rob on again. Um, little teaser right. for the audience, but there was some uh, some additional things that he shared. Um, kind of once we we stopped. Um, but yeah, this was very eye opening. I I just I'm confident the audience is gonna love this. And and please, audience, you know, give us feedback, especially give us feedback on maybe questions you wished we were able to ask. Because unfortunately, we weren't able to get to everything. Like we we try to be respectful for all the uh, the guests that we have on. Um, with the time uh, we had a lot. Um, but please please let us know with feedback on additional questions. And you know, Nick and I will try to hunt down either another grader or get Rob on again. Yeah, this likely won't be the last time we do an episode like this because um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it was a really good one. So awesome, cool. All right, LZ, is that all, all we right. got for this one? Yep. Till next time, Nick. Excellent. This is a great one. All, all right. right, thanks everyone. All right, everyone, that was another episode of Sports Card Madness. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them and uh, we'll keep them coming. Thanks everyone. Mm